No, not uh, nothing happened. Sometimes if I'm feeling so much, uh, I look at shaking. Uh, okay. That's it. Okay, okay, but but in the dream, in the dream, the your brother and sister are gone, and then we have the house to ourselves. In my dream. In the yeah, like you said that you have a, you have sex you have sex dreams, and sometimes, um, like you're in the living room by yourself, having sex in the living room. I have sex have sex with some uh, another guy in real life in my dream. oh in your in your dream okay got it you have you had sex with some a uh, guy and uh, wait hold on a second are you cheating on me in your sex dream now i feel like what's going on is i thought the sex i thought this was our sex fantasy together <laughs> say that again is the sex dream is the, is your phone sex fantasy is it with two guys or is it one guy? Uh, just only one guy. Okay. And I'm I'm the guy. Other guy? I have never seen I have never seen the guy before. Just dream. Okay, 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 okay. So, and how do you meet the guy in, in the dream? Like, does he just, like, walk into the house? No, I don't know. Uh, like a party. Um, oh, okay. So it's like a party, and, like, everybody, and everybody, like, leaves the party, and then, like, all of a sudden, you guys are alone. And, and the party's over. They are happy in the party, and I'm I, like I go to the toilet and I saw him and talk, and after that we go to the dining room and uh, on the sofa and have sex. Oh, that's good. I like that. Okay, well, are you ready to play that out? I can. We can play out the fantasy. You ready? Do you, do you want to act out the dream? We could we could speak it out. We could speak out the dream. Yeah. Okay. So, we're are you ready? We're going to we're so I'm going to be the other guy and you're going to be you and then the party starts, okay? Okay. Ready? Ready. All right. Wow. This is a really good party. Hold on. Do you hear the music? One sec. All right. All right. So, one sec. My phone, my phone camera doesn't work. All right. So, wow, this is an amazing party. Did you, I, you should really throw, wait, what is your name in this fantasy too? I don't know your name. Uh, 
No, 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 fake name, fake name. Don't tell me your real name. <laughs> Wait, so what is your... What is it? I have some somebody beside you. Summary? Some someone is next uh, to you and talking with you, right? Yeah, yeah. So some some someone here they they pass by. I told somebody to leave. Okay. And that's why I said, don't tell me your real name. We don't want your real name. Jack. Jack, yeah. That's a good name. I like it. Okay. So, let's start. The party has just started. Okay, Jack? I don't know. Okay. You don't know about the party? I just want to say um, I'm not feeling like that. Not feeling, feeling what? How should I say? Uh, I don't have feelings uh, to talk like a like a. He, no phone sex. You, you don't want to do phone sex. Ah uh, yeah. That makes sense. Well, you know what? That well, you know what? We had we had fun with what we didn't have. Oh, I see. Well, thank you so much, Jack, for calling in, and um, at least we had a little bit of fun. So let's let's bring down the mixer. So Pam, how did so well, Pam? It just how did never that go? got started. I mean, it'd have, to be like, <laughs> it'd have to be like, hey, uh, this is a really great party, and it's nice to see you here, Fred. You well, the great. issue was this: is that Language you can't be, you can't be a creeper and like be all creepy and send me all these creepy messages, and then I say, do you want to be on my phone sex podcast? And then you and I said are you over 18 you want to be on the phone sex podcast and he says yes and then you're like what is a phone sex podcast now i don't now i have second feelings about this i'm like <laughs> i'm like bitch we just had you be the first caller <laughs> the first caller um honestly phone i'm gonna be straight honest that phone sex fantasy sounded boring as fuck well i mean it's in his living room and his sister and brother were, <laughs> i guess they were gonna come home after uh after a day of shopping for uh squid they were gonna come back from the store so that's the part i could have played oh my gosh you guys are having sex on the couch i'm Horrified and interested. <laughs> yeah, and also, oh my gosh, wow! All right, so we have a, we have a couple. All right, hold on. Okay, you so we have like a couple. So we have. So we're gonna figure out who the next person is. You should really like to be on the couch though, with the with the cowboy bark. You've got it all together. All right, <laughs> that'd be the best let's, fantasy let's, ever. It's you and him on your. Let's play the porn music while we figure out who the next caller is. Yes. It's on. Oh, it was it's amazing. disco. 
Mutiny Radio listeners, thanks for tuning into the AltaCast. Sorry that we're late starting. Uh, it's going to be a minute. We're going to play some commercials and then be right back with the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. Through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate... Thanks for tuning into the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Sorry about being late for this cast. Uh, the Muni fucked me. Uh, the Municorn happened this morning. What is a Municorn, you might ask? Well, if you live in San Francisco and you ride the Muni, our public transit situation, then you would know that a Municorn is a mythical beast that doesn't show up when it says it's going to be there and makes you, I don't know, stand in the rain for 30 minutes waiting for the next bus, thinking, well, if I leave now and walk, I might not get a bus. All the time, you're thinking, why not just get a Lyft or an Uber? And to that, I say I don't have a smartphone, so I do not have access to those apps, nor do I want them, because I heard the other day Someone say, oh, it was only $4.80 in an Uber pool to get here to Mutiny Radio. $4.80, friends, that's a beer. I don't know what kind of uh, economy you work on, but that doesn't work in my book. Every $5 adds up. It's just like playing, you know, I mean, I guess you're getting something for it. When I went to Vegas my first time and I was 21, I lost $20 in like 10 minutes and four hands of blackjack. And I cried. I literally cried. Because I was like, that's that was four burritos. And now you can see the inflation. You see a burrito now is $10. So who cares about an Uber ride? It's only half the price of a burrito. All right. Uh, enough about me. We're going to watch. I'm going to take my backpack off in a second here. Get started. Just ran in from the bus. Ugh. I mean, I love the bus usually, but not today didn't help me out uh but i'll get my headphones on and um we're gonna get started today watching the videos oh because you might be saying oh where is the sheriff of truth where is latoya i i don't remember Uh, chicago missouri could be the united emirates 
I don't she's a world traveler could be London who knows I she disappears to wonderful places and comes back with great pictures and stories uh, but we're gonna watch uh, Jonathan's here and he might or might not talk on the radio uh, but we're gonna watch some of the submission tapes for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 5th um, but there are there's, there's quite a lot of submission tapes and I figured we'd just watch them live together and listen to them and that way those people can be heard on the radio yay we're gonna listen to your sets you guys and uh hey if you wanna call in and give your opinions and stuff on some of these uh comedians that are you feel free uh that's that's all good that should be on. It's just low. Ah, uh, hey. Well, we're gonna we'll get started with that. I just have to mess with the computer boxes, which, by the way, I hate computers, and I don't understand why. I think that I think that most people are fools. Is no one afraid of the robot apocalypse? No one's scared that all of these machines that we create are gonna rise up against us. No one's scared. Cool. Uh, I had to join I've been trying for a long time not to do it because I honestly don't care about Instagram Instagram makes me very very sad because it's just it's it's just a simile or a metaphor it's a something it's a big smart word for what's happened to the dumbing down of our own society people can't read anymore they can't look at all they can do is look at pictures because we're so stupid we've we're so base and narcissistic that all we want is a website to post pictures of ourselves it's awful we're awful i don't understand why i, I is everyone and everyone in the world is like this this is just people right i'm the only one that doesn't want to I really don't want to. I don't like this technology stuff. I feel like an old lady. Uh, yes. Old Lady Benjamin here. I'm I, And the, the youths these days. I I hate those kids with all their... They're getting everyone's... It, and then people tell me, well, well you've got to be on Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, what does that do? I don't... I don't... I don't care. You, I guess you have to follow other people to be followed. I, I, I don't even want to post I don't even want to be there but I guess I have to be because no one's on Facebook anymore and how else am I supposed to run a business on a free platforms if you don't give me free platforms <laughs> like the internet hey if you want to don't sorry if I'm in a terrible mood today money's always tight and I don't understand technology and everyone keeps saying things like well, why don't you have one of these and I'm like because I don't understand it and I didn't know I didn't even know that existed I didn't even know that you could have Amazon do a thing called smile through your website I don't how to set that up I just joined Instagram because I had to like I don't get it I don't get it I don't understand I don't understand why the world has to be like this it's all with all the I, I don't I just want to I remember in the old days when I had a theater company and I got real like you'd pay for the paper to give you advertising and now it's like you pay people to be online to maybe help you with tickets I don't even understand how anything works these kids these kids screw these kids uh well here we're gonna watch a bunch of these kids do some applications and comedy festival stuff all right can you put four up for me 
Here we go. I'm in a bad mood. I'm sorry if you guys are listening and you're like, oh, why is she always in a bad mood? Because I hate my life. Uh, Megan complete. Nope. Status complete. First name Megan, last name gross. She identifies as a female. Sweet. She's older than me. Oh, I love it. She lives in Edmonds, Washington. That's cool. Wow. I have been doing comedy for four years. I am a proud mom of two creatures best described as half man, half boy. Professionally, I'm an interior designer and I love to travel. I went on a date with Bruce Willis once. Does that count? I am completely honest person. More of what you're seeking. Are you seeking special skills? People tell me my interpretive dance routines are something they'll never forget or unsee. Something like that. All right. I already like you, Megan. I like you already. Let's see what happens here. First of all, can everybody hear me? In class, I was told that I need to work on being heard, and I'm like, yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I made it here tonight on time thanks to Waze. If you're not familiar, Waze is this app that helps you negotiate our nasty Seattle traffic. It's great, but it takes you to crazy places. Through alleys, down back streets, across Mrs. Johnson's yard. But what I love about it is that it not only tells you what's about to happen, but then it tells you what to do. There's an obstruction in 200 feet. Please proceed with caution. I need a navigation program for my life. Can you imagine that? There's a meddlesome gossip on aisle three. Please proceed to produce. There's a loud drunk guy over at the taco bar. And the guacamole doesn't look so great either. Please avoid entirely. Why do people even want to do stand-up? If you're like me, and I know I am. (laughs) (laughs) She gets too loud. A way to face your fears and overcome your insecurities. Does this mic make me look fat? (laughs) Please don't laugh. Okay, that I'm up here. Yeah. I'm having a work in progress. I'm a completely honest person, so I have no way to impress people. Except, except interpretive dance. That always leaves an impression. When people ask if they know me from somewhere, I'll usually say, I don't know. Do you watch a lot of porn? (laughs) (laughs) I choose my friends very carefully. My circle of trust looks more like a triangle. You don't need a lot of friends unless you're prone to posting rants on Facebook or you're moving. I moved last week. It was awful. I have boxes everywhere, but I've promised myself I'm going to open two a day and then just close them right back up. (laughs) Nothing scares me. I survived raising two teenage boys. Yes, and they're still alive. (laughs) 
papers, smashed electronics, and arguments about their grades. But it's the things that they say that you can never expect. Don't blame me. The algebra teacher won't tell us what X is. <laughs> At what rate am I not getting a new iPhone? <laughs> and my favorite, stop treating me like I'm a baby. And hell yes, I want an Easter basket. <laughs> we did a lot of fun things together when they were little. I took them to Hooters because they love owls. It, it was angel and devil night if you're trying to kind of imagine what that, what that looked like. Oh, they loved to go to gift shops when they were little. They would literally spend hours considering each and every trinket trying to make a decision about which one to get. My older son would become literally paralyzed with indecision. It got to the point that I was a little bit concerned. I thought maybe there was something wrong. Is there such a thing as souvenirial disease? <laughs> but don't get me wrong, I'm really glad I have boys. Girls are hard. They can be mean and they can become pregnant. <laughs> on our watch, we can move. I think, fear of, I think fear of dating keeps a lot of couples together. I would rather be at home alone in my pajamas. No, strike that. I would rather be slumped over a dumpster in an alley than in a bar with some creepy stranger that I met on the World Wide Web making small talk. There's just too much work to it. First of all, before you can even start to try to wonder about meeting people, you have to have a type. I had no idea what that buffet table looked like, so I Googled it. Insecure, clingy, jealous, overbearing was about as far as I got. I did decide that I should date my own age. If you date a guy that's older than you are, people think he's your dad. If you date a guy that's younger than you are, there's a good chance that he won't know the difference between Gloria Steinem and Gloria Estefan. <laughs> For those of you that didn't get that, you're in the latter group. In the end, I uh, picked an easy mark. That's his name. boyfriend in high school. We went to the prom together and we reconnected on Facebook because that's so original. <laughs> Even though we've known each other for more than 30 years, we still have awkward situations that we find ourselves in. The first time he spent the night, I told him to bring protection and he showed up with a knife. <laughs> And then just two days ago, I told him I wanted electricity in the bedroom. He's a contractor and a somewhat disappointed one. But I'm super happy now that my outlets are working. I'm highly organized, so much so 
that I've already started work on my obituary. After a long and less than courageous battle with sarcasm, she's gone. And I'm out. Thanks so much. Well, Megan, gross. You're fantastic. She was great. She reminded me of the good Dr. Katie with her um, her style of stuff. Uh, let's see. Our next one is Mike. And so what I'm doing to lift the veil for people, I'm every time I laugh, I mark it down so that I don't forget who they are. And then I put them into other folders. Obviously, I laughed. I laughed 20 times during her set. So that counts for something. Uh, this is... Oh, this guy. This guy didn't give me the link. He wants me to go searching. This already Mike Colusuno from Valley Village, California. You sort of get on my poopy list here for a second because I asked you to connect your five to 10 minute continuous video where you can actually hear my jokes, not a montage of uh, clips. That's what I put, you know, and, and he wrote, my YouTube channels, Mike Colosono, Santa Thon, the other leading television program, Cheap TV. So you didn't give me the links, douchebag, but you make me do the work, and I am not good at computer boxes. So I'm putting in your name. I see that you have one video uh, from five years ago, but it's only 19 seconds long. So that doesn't bode well for you. All right, let's try this again. Hey, people, if you're applying to a festival, do what they ask you to do <laughs> on the on the application form. Let's see, copy, uh, paste. Okay, Santathon, New York Santathon, Santathon with Fred Willard, Mike Cola. Yes, he must be Mike Cola. It must be this guy. It says one subscriber, two videos. Trump Santathon promo and Santathon TBT, but neither one of those are him doing jokes. Hmm. The other leading television program. What is this? I'm just copy pasting because he didn't give me links. And hey, Mike Cola, uh, I, I mean, I appreciate that you applied but you didn't give me anything for me to look at you from we're rejecting the gender bill the otherly this doesn't none of this is helping you kind sir like I'm looking for your video right now cheap TV I mean is this just you want me to subscribe to your things I don't I don't know what's going I just want to see you do jokes on stage Why is everyone buying this TV? The things that he told me to look at don't exist. My YouTube, my five to 10 minute videos that, okay. So short bio, 23 year veteran of the Leno Letterman, know where the bodies, special stuff about you. Leno Carson, the Aerosmith, dancing Edos, correspondent pieces, USO shows, cheap TV, please stand by, Santathon 2017, hosted by Fred Willard. So I guess this is him, this Santathon thing with Fred Willard? I mean, I love Fred Willard. I mean, uh, Jesus Christ. 
but let's let's we'll look at that and see whatever that is. Santathon. Santathon TBT. Santathon for 2014 with Fred Willard. Okay, here we go. Trump Santathon promo. Mike Cola. Hi, it's me, Donald Trump. I gotta say, I love Christmas. It's fantastic. But there's one problem. Santa makes all his toys in China, and China is killing us in toy technology. And guess what? China's asking for the bill to be paid, and they're gouging us. And Santa can't afford to pay the bill. So we gotta do something to save Christmas. And I'm so glad that my good friend, Fred Willard, has decided to put on a Santa-thon. That's right, December 10th and 11th, you can come to the Santa-thon. We're raising money to help Santa get the kids their toys. It's gonna be fantastic. Fred's brought all of his celebrity friends, and it's gonna be a great night. So come join Fred at Santa-thon 2015 at the Monroe Forum at the Alberto Theater in North Hollywood. December 10th at 11th at 8 p.m. Let's make Christmas great again. It's going to be huge. Just like Fred Willard. Huh. So, I'm confused. Let's see. Let's look at this other Mike Cola one and say, okay, so here's this guy. I mean, he doesn't, he's not giving me stand up, so that's hard for me. with you, Santa. I could put a whole new reindeer in here, but I don't think it's going to do you any good. This thing is pretty much shot. You know, you can't use a vehicle just once a year. It sits and it begins to deteriorate. It's Jay Leno. Give me an example of what I'm talking about. Look at these bells. They jingle a little. They just don't jingle all the way. I'm very sorry. I think you're screwed. Wow. I don't know what to make of this guy. I'm going to have to send him an email and be like, dude, send me a, send me a video of you telling jokes. Because uh, this, this is a stand-up day. Okay, so I'm going to make a note here that I'll say, uh, Mike Cola. 13 at AOL. Oh, I but I love this guy because he has an AOL. Like I'm a dick old throwback cuz I still use Hotmail, but he uses AOL. This is exciting. This guy might actually be the real deal. He might be perfect for Mutiny Radio. If you want to use a microphone, honey, yours is live. Next, Ethan Feldman lives in Brooklyn, New York. I know this guy. This guy's great. It's um, friends of Mutiny and the most recent ones. Uh, I know this guy. He's great. Short bio, Ethan Feldman is a stand-up comedian living in New York City. Ethan is a native New Yorker and has lived in New York City since he was nine. He didn't get his driver's license until he was 21. Ethan has done improv theater in the past. Improv and theater in the past. Ethan has an identical twin brother and they both have cats. Ethan has performed in the 2017 Conchi Comedy Festival, the 2017 Finger Lakes Comedy Festival, the 2018 Mommy, Mary, and Joseph Comedy Festival, the 2018 Portland, Maine Comedy Festival, the 2018 Turnpike Comedy Festival, and the 2018 Stand Up Roundup Comedy Festival. Ethan has been on BravoTV.com, 
on an episode of the web series Bake Amends, and it's been on Sirius XM Raw Dog Channel 99. Special stuff about Ethan. He says, I can walk on my hands. I am really good at armpit farts. He said fats. He forgot the R. I can do them with other parts of my body as well. Neck, knees, left armpit, as well as right armpit. I have an identical twin brother. I am a native New Yorker. I didn't get my driver's license till I was 21. Let us watch his video. Thanks, everyone. Keep it going for Marcus Madness, everyone. Yeah! I wish I could pull off a robe like that, but... No, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh man, thank you guys for coming out tonight. It's really good to Another be gone. here. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm gonna party it up this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna party it up. Probably hit up the dollar store. <laughs> my definition of partying nowadays. I I love the dollar store. Yeah, like it's my favorite. No, it's my favorite store. They have everything there. But, are you, are you guys from New York? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so I'm from New York too, and something I've noticed about, like, dollar stores here, uh, they're not really dollar stores. No. No, don't you really think about it? No, every dollar store in New York is actually a 99 cents and up store. <laughs> What's that about? And these places, they fucking suck you in with their lies. Right from the get-go. <laughs> Here's a question. What's the first thing you see when you go to the dollar store? Anyone? What's the first thing you see? Condoms. Oh, that was not what I was expecting you to say. Oh shit, that fucking threw me off. Alright. <laughs> no, the first thing you see is a sign outside. And the, you guys see these signs? They're all like, 99 cents! <laughs> and up. <laughs> yeah, this font isn't the tiniest font imaginable, so you barely notice it's there. Right. I was at the dollar store the other week, I was like buying all my shit, went to go check out, the cashier rang me up, and it was, I spent like $90. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, every fucking time. <laughs> your, your sign outside says 99 cents, man. Yeah, the guy was like, sir, you're shopping in the and-up aisle. <laughs> the fuck? Yo, at that point, why don't you just call them, uh, stores? <laughs> and by that logic, uh, every store is a 99 cents and up store. Yeah. I fucking blew all your minds right there. Yeah. Dropping some knowledge bombs here at Thursday Night Broadway Comedy Club. Oh, man. So, I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm kind of, a uh, Kind of a nerdy guy, and uh, I used to have a lot of weird jobs. Like one time, I did tech support for this for this online video player company. One day, this guy emails me, and he's like, "Hey, does your player work on Mac?" And I was like, "Yeah, works on Mac, works on PC, works everywhere." The guy emails me back, and he's like, "Oh, hey, thanks for your quick reply. Perhaps I should rephrase my question. Uh, why can't I get Uport to work on my Mac?" Oh. <laughs> Yo. That exchange went from like really innocent to fucking filthy in like one mouse click. But I was pretty good at my job. I, you know, I fell for this dude. I really fell for this dude. I wanted to help him out. So I uh, just told him to restart his computer. About 15 minutes later, he was like, hey, thanks, it worked. I was like, it doesn't take you 15 minutes to restart your... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. 
you just finished masturbating. <laughs> and then five minutes later, he was like, it worked again. It's like, okay, TMI, dude, all right. It was a weird job, though. But it was, you know what? I made a difference in that guy's day, at least. Yeah. Helping men jack off across the nation. So basically, I'm not gay, but you know, I've helped a dude or two. <laughs> I want to like this guy, and it's just not happening yet for me. Like, I, I like his energy, and I like sort of that his, his crowd worky kind of stuff. And But he's sort of, the crowd is sort of overpowering him a little bit. Like, they're sort of talking back, and he's a little quick. But I don't know. I don't know if this was the best video for him to send. It doesn't seem like material. It just kind of seems like he's... Oh, no, this is material. You have to get a little closer to that. And, oh, did they switch the mic again? So get closer to the mic and talk. Hello. Okay. So some of the, every time, I didn't come in here and check that two and four, that could be four, it could be here, try it again. It's, now, now I hear you, because they switched, there it is, it's on four, that's the thing. People do this thing where they switch the microphones and they don't tell anybody. Every week, somebody switches the microphones and they don't tell anybody. So now you're on four and I have to remember to switch that back. Okay. So now we can hear you. God damn it, Mutiny Radio. So what were you going to say? Oh, he doesn't have anything to say now. Let's listen to Ethan. <laughs> I ask a little question, you guys. Uh, you guys, cat people out there? Anyone cat people? Yay, oh, cat people! Okay. Well, usually, when I ask that, people are like, "No, boo! I love dogs." More. <laughs> I like you guys. That's cool. I am. I'm a cat person. I really love cats. I love cats so much. Maybe it's unhealthy how much I like cats. Like, I used to. I used to live with my with my ex, and uh, we had a cat. And my roommate and his ex, they had a cat. And when the roommate and the cat first moved in, my ex was like, "So Ethan, what do you think of the cat?" And I was like, I don't know, I gotta get to know the cat's personality. Yeah, she was like, what the fuck, Ethan, it's a cat! <laughs> and that is why we broke up. Oh man, but it's, it's weird. And I don't know if it's just like having a cat or like a pet in general. You know, we let our pets get away with shit that we would never, ever let another human being get away with. Mm. No, hear me out of here. If your buddy came over to your house and uh, sort of scratching up your furniture and piss on your carpet. Start licking their own asshole. They kick them the hell out of your house. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. Now that would be impressive. That is a very flexible man. So like this one time, uh, my cat, he pooped on my bathroom floor. So I was like, all right, this happens. I went over there and started cleaning up the poop. And then he came up to me and he scratched my face. Oh, gosh. It actually happened. So now I'm on my bathroom floor, on my knees, cleaning up his poop with like a fucking bloody face. <laughs> and he's just there staring at me. And I know what he's thinking too. He's probably thinking like, look at him. <laughs> cleaning my poop. <laughs> he says he's mad at me. But I have the power <laughs> to make him a puddle. Yeah, then he just goes, meow. Right. Yeah, two seconds later, I'm like, my cutie, I forgive you, I forgive you. I'm like, still bleeding. Oh, man, that's crazy. Uh, I don't know if anybody, I'm gonna give a little feel out of the room. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I am a sleep talker. Yeah, I, it's weird, right? I don't know if anybody, no one else can relate to this. Oh, one for one clap out there. Right? <laughs> it's weird. Like, People have told me that I've seen the craziest things. I have no idea until I hear from someone else. Like one time, uh, 
I, I got married recently and I was on my honeymoon. And then, thank you. And uh, I was I was lying in the bed on our honeymoon and I went, Alexa, turn on the bedroom lights. And the bedroom lights did not get turned on. Yeah. But yeah, I've said like weird things. Like one time I was on a, a, a trip with some Is his friends. Wife's name Alexa. I had to share a room with my buddy. He told me in the middle of the night that I sat up in bed and went, No thanks. You take the chair. <laughs> like I don't know what to feel worse about. But the fact that I'm waking up my buddy in the middle of the night, or the fact that I'm uh, giving up my seat in my dream. <laughs> like I know I'm a nice guy and all, but when I start having dreams about inconveniencing myself to help others, it starts to become a problem. And uh, everyone's the family. I, uh, my brother, he sleep talks too. One time we were sharing a room and he was like, Mom's a good dancer. <laughs> I couldn't help but start laughing at him. <laughs> and then he told me in his sleep to shut up. <laughs> and that they were about to tango. Oh, oh that's weird. They got, okay, that got a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. The audience is talking to me. It's yeah. like they're not, I don't know, they must be friends. I don't know. But apparently I've moved on from sleep talking though to something that uh, could best be described as like sleep uh, molesting. Oh. Yeah, let me say that a little bit creepier so really <laughs> say sleep. sleep molesting. <laughs> you know, every, every morning my, my wife is always like, do you know you were all over me again last night? And I'm like, oh shit, I was, well damn. So I'm having the best sex of my life and I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, but I told you for fucking, wake me up. Yeah, right? <laughs> damn. Oh man, so something else, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this either. Uh, this is a very personal set, I guess. Uh, I have something called uh, eczema. Yeah, okay, you guys know what that is, all right. Okay, I really, I like you guys. You guys are opening up to skin rashes and sleep talking. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, I, I have eczema, and it sucks so bad to have eczema. Like, I'm always itching all the time, but it burns so good. Yeah. <laughs> Keep itching, it's like this constant cycle. Thank you for that sympathy. Oh man, my friends think I'm always high, like all the time. I was at a party the other week. I was just like scratching myself in the corner. They were like, yo, what are you on right now? Give me some of that. I was like, no, I just have eczema. Leave me alone. It's not all bad though. It's really not all bad. I found out my wife has eczema too. Oh, okay. So now we can itch together. Right? <laughs> Scratch his mind, scratch hers, you know. Exactly. It's like a, this relationship is going to work out. It's, it's funny because I found out she had eczema when she was moving into my apartment. She started unpacking her toiletries, and I was like, oh my god. Is that cortisone 10? <laughs> I met my soulmate here. It is weird, though. It is weird, though. My wife, my wife has eczema. My ex-girlfriend had psoriasis. Yeah, once I dated a girl with shingles. It's like, what is it about me that just screams, date me if you have a fucking rash? I've been thinking about starting a dating app. I'm gonna call it a bad skin mingle. Or uh, itchysingles.com. Market to dermatologists. Okay, I'm done with this guy. Um, like he was telling jokes the whole time. I just don't. And he was. I don't know. I don't feel really. I don't have a super like. Not like the first one. I had a super yes feeling about. Like I was like yes. 
super yes feeling. And the second one, I'm like, uh, uh. this is Anthony Zaccaro. He's a badass. Anthony Zaccaro is the Paul Giamatti-faced winner of the first Sacramento Punchline Roast Rap Battle and has been a Bay Area comic for six years. Credits include SF and Sacks Punchline, The Monkey House in Berkeley. And recently he opened for Jen Kirkman at Cobb's Comedy Club and will do so again this November. I read her book. It wasn't that good. Uh, but she's um, she wrote for the Chelsea Lately Show. This is a big deal. He's a big deal. Uh, I look like someone got mugged by Seth Rogen, and I'm the police sketch. I basically look like every Judd Apatow main character combined. I know them because I've worked with him. Yes, of course. I just we're just gonna watch his video. But uh, but I I I like this guy. He's pretty much he's pretty much in. All right, I'm gonna come up. I shot the Nisakaro. But badass. Hey, and good on you for opening for Jen Kirkman at Cobb's. That's a big deal. Here he is, Anthony Zaccaro at Cobbs. This comic was here, he got to open for Jen Kirkman. Make some noise for Anthony Zaccaro! Oh, Oh, hello, hello. Can you see the curtain over my hair? Jesus. Um, I, uh, yes, I I look Jewish, if you haven't already seen that already. I, I actually got called a kike recently. And see, you're all, you're all feeling bad for me because you think I'm Jewish. I'm not, I just look Jewish. Um, but it's, it's not like I'm a 6'4 black man. Like, are you Jewish? No, I get it, I get it. I'm, I'm Italian, so close. I mean, at a certain point, it was close enough, like around 1939. Some of us got in the we saw smoke, we thought there was a deli. Uh, I like to start off with crowd pleasers. I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know if you're familiar with my work. Um, uh, no, I look Jewish because of my hair. If anyone didn't already get that already, um, and it's it's weird because like my I, I I have the haircut that people assume my religion because of my haircut, which I think is. It's no other religion has that. Is that why? Is that why Christians have that one part in their hair, but only the part they like, not the part that's racist or homophobic or doesn't work in this moment? And is that why Mormons have a wedge cut so they can keep doors from slamming on them? And that's why bald people are atheists. There's nothing up there. I, uh, there's a lot of a lot of news stories nowadays. So many news stories nowadays. A lot of a lot of the important ones that I think we should be talking about are getting bogged down, and we're not talking about them. Like the, over in Europe, they found a left coiling snail that can't mate with other snails because we all know this. Snails can only mate with the same coil. We all know this. We all know this. Uh, so. Why am I telling you this? Uh, So scientists, these two scientists, they set out to try and find this snail, a left coiling snail that it can mate with, because cancer can wait. And uh, so they set out to do this and they found two of them. They found two left coiling snails and when they put all three of them together, the two snails they found started fucking each other. Now there's no equivalent to this. 
But imagine you were born with a rare condition as a man where your dick went sideways across your hip and poked out a little bit over here. And then two scientists scoured the earth for women with hip vaginas. They finally found two of them and then they just kind of right in front of you. I'd like to start with two crowd pleasers. Um, there was another news story that was, that's, I, I think about it every day. I really do. There was a guy who had an 140 pound ball sack removed and it left him with a one inch dick. Why aren't we talking about this? He had an 140 pound ball sack removed. He, Left him with a one inch This guy's a walking would you rather question. And the answer is neither. The definitive neither. This poor guy, I read this in the New York Post, the New York Post of newspapers. This guy, this poor soul, he, had, he grew to 140 pounds, he gets it removed, and it leaves him with a one inch dick. This guy, he, he's walking around looked, like, looking like he's trying to sneak someone into a movie. So he gets it removed and this poor soul, he looks like he's standing waist deep in a reflective lake. And so he tries to do the best he can and he's just left with this. This is true. He had to bring a milk crate when he would go on the bus to rest the sack on when he was on the bus. Yes, yes, I don't know if you remember this, but on milk crates, what's written on a milk crate? Not for any other use, except for transporting milk. This is what they meant. This is exactly what they meant. 140 pounds, sideways, this guy looks like a capital B. So, he, he, he gets it removed. It was a 13-hour procedure to remove his swollen sack. Each word in that sentence is worse than the previous word. 13, unlucky number. Hour, that's a long time. Procedure puts the first two in perspective. To remove, now I'm hooked. His swollen sack, oh God! This article was full of them. This article, he said that he felt like he was a prisoner to the sack. <laughs> And as someone who lived in Sacramento for many years, I know the feeling. Sacramento is the Denny's of California. No one leaves their house to go to a Denny's. You somehow just end up at a Denny's. His name was Wesley Warren Jr. The article was nice enough to print his name and I was nice enough to repeat it here. Uh, he, uh, he gets it removed and the medical system in this country is so bad that he was forced to, he tried to retroactively pay for the surgery by selling the removed ball sack on eBay. Yeah, and I, and I mean, uh, after the balls on this guy, right? Or former balls. <laughs> But after, after that, the doctor, this is true, did it for free, pro boner. And the guy, he, so, and I mean, I would have bought it. Furniture's expensive, right? You ever, you ever seen how much a couch costs? 
like, like, I would have bought it just for the conversation starter, right? Like, hey, Anthony. Where'd you get this beanbag chair? Interesting choice of words. Funny you should ask. That poor, that poor soul, Wesley Warren Jr. I just, there, I just said his name again. Um, names, names are weird. Names are weird. I, I feel like if your name is Chad or Chet, I already know everything about you. I, I already know everything about you. If your name is Chad, conversations about you start when you leave rooms. Chad and you're so brave leave a room and then put an ear to the door if you have the courage like he's so aggressive does he think he's funny who wears Don Ed Hardy anymore um, but I think people name their kids weird things nowadays people sometimes people name kids after uh, where they were conceived like Brooklyn London or Paris this is unsettling to me because my girlfriend's name is Allie <laughs> Some people are named after the, 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 the time they were the born. Like, I have a friend named April who's named April because she was born in April. Like, how lazy are your parents? Did you, did you leave it to the last second? Like, oh, you have a beautiful baby girl. What's her name? What month is it? Thank you so much. I'm Anthony Zaccaro. Yay, Anthony Zaccaro. I, I know your material. I've heard all those jokes before. I enjoyed it very much. Oh, Jer Jer Jeremy Talamonte was hosting that. Interesting. All right, the next one coming up. Obviously, Anthony Zuccaro's in. He's great. I'm I'm flattered that he applied to the festival, to be absolutely honest with you. I am floored and flattered. The next one is Ben Warren. He is a male from Portland, Oregon. Ben Warren is a Portland-based comic from Oakwood, Illinois. A semifinalist in Portland's Funniest Person, his comedy is best described as dark stoner dad material. A stay-at-home dad, raft guide, and ski patroller, Ben has developed his unique vulnerable style in front of a captive, sometimes injured audience. Ben has performed throughout the Pacific Northwest, is a regular host at Harvey's Comedy Club, and featured in Idaho Laugh Fest. Special stuff about you. I produce and host a showcase at a kinky swingers club. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I produce two different types of earwax. I'm grateful for all opportunities. Thanks for considering. I already really like this guy. I know Jonathan over here does because he's a ski guy and he's like, he's a ski guy. Two different types of earwax. Jonathan also finds that interesting. Okay. Well, you can, no, I think they're talking, use the microphone, honey. I think real wax. Like he's saying he produces two kinds of earwax because he's being funny. He's a dad. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, I already like his look. Hey, my name's Ben, and I'm a stay-at-home dad. Woo All right, chipping away at the patriarchy, good. Uh, that's awesome. I, my kid, uh, he's advanced. He just figured out how to use our dog door. <laughs> now he can get inside any time. <laughs> We're locking it now. <laughs> it was pissing the dog off. Uh, 
Our baby cries a lot. I don't want to call him a crybaby, that sounds mean. But I can't get him to stop, and when I can't get him to stop, I just take my finger and I rub it up and down over his lips. So that it sounds like he's crying underwater. It's just something about a drowning baby, I don't know. This guy's funny. I've already laughed like seven times. swim class the other day and we got asked to demonstrate the motorboat and I got a restraining order (laughs) I love smartphone technology downloaded a baby monitor onto my phone and now I can watch the little guy sleep anywhere in the Verizon network Good for shows like this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's amazing being a stay-at-home dad. Uh, anybody out there like smoking weed? Woo! I hate it. Oh. I He looks like Chef Robert, like a fat Chef Robert. No, it's nose. Yes, I think it can. I think it can. I think you got to take a high enough dose of THC that you get the tumor so stoned that it loses the motivation to do anything at all. <laughs> you force it to stop growing. It's, funny. it's like, I'm going to kill this guy tomorrow. <laughs> After a few days, it can't even find your pancreas. Like, you're, you're fine. You're going to live a long life. You ever get so stoned that you dump beer in your lap because you stop to check the time? You ever do it again two minutes later because you forgot? You ever get so high that you uh, forget to put water in the four packages of ramen noodles that you just microwave for 45 minutes? Whoever stamped microwave safe on that Tupperware was full of shit. (laughs) You ever get so high that you uh, pay for your fast food, but then drive off before you hit the second window? (laughs) Yeah, that's a sad moment when you come back 15 minutes later. I don't know. Um, What I really want to know is how many colorblind stoners have walked into the Red Cross... Were <laughs> they just like, holy shit, they're injecting it now, dude? Sign me up. I've never had a questionnaire like that at a dispensary before. I don't know. Been together with my wife for 15 years. In a monotonous relationship. (laughs) We're exclusive. Uh, No, it's good. It's good. We've been fighting a little bit lately. We've been having some fights. Uh, The other night, I was apparently talking about something that was inappropriate at the dinner table. Uh, And I like sleeping on the couch, so I kept talking about it. (laughs) It's interesting. 
That night we invented a new uh, new sexual position called the reverse cowboy. Y'all heard of that? No, that's where the cowboy and the cowgirl get in a big fight. So the cowboy rolls over and goes to sleep. <laughs> Mad. <laughs> Shit, hang on, you guys. Oh, yeah, I already put him in the yes spot. He's button. really funny. Yeah, he's in the yes spot. You guys, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he went back to sleep or mute or whatever that button was. Um, uh, my wife and I were role-playing a little bit the other night. We decided to do a doctor scenario. Yeah. Mm, I know. Aren't I the trophy husband? Uh... <laughs> So I went into the bedroom and I waited. <laughs> you guys, that's my time. Thanks so much. Yay! Yay, Ben Warren! Yay! Yay, Ben Warren. Obviously, that was funny. He had great jokes. He's so personable on stage, and I love Helium. Helium's a great club in Portland. It's like there. That's like their punchline, and uh, and that's great. And he did he did great. And he is funny, funny. I I, I mean I liked him. He's older. He's like kind of like my agey kind of stuff. And he was talking about funny things. Kids. He made the kids funny. Next person, Laroya Sanford, identifies as Laroya. Lives in Los Angeles, California. Laroya Sanford is a captivating, groundbreaking, and inspiring comedian. For over 10 years. Currently, LaRoya is the only non adult selected to perform stand up comedy on ABC's The View. <gasps> LaRoya was the first and only female comedian. How old is she? She was born in 2002. Oh my God. LaRoya, she's been, wow, 10 years? LaRoya was the first and only female comedian to work on Steve Harvey's Little Big Shots. LaRoya Sanford has been featured on the WB Network, The Young Icons, with performances at all the top venues across the country. The Hollywood Improv, Laugh Factory, Los Angeles and Chicago, Comedy Store, Comic Strip New York, the Broadway Comedy Club New York, the House of Blues Chicago, and even in Las Vegas at the Fremont Street Experience at Harris Casino. LaRoya empowers the community with inspirational speeches and performances at fundraising events for K-12, Surefire Girls Conference, Aquatic Foundation of Metropolitan San Lo- Los Angeles, Black Women Business Conference, Girls Life Confidential Teen Mentorship, the Persona Program, National Association of University Women, and KJLH Women's Health Forum. Can we do the math here? 2002. She is 16 years old? She's been because she was on Steve Harvey's The Big Little Big Shots. She's been on she's been on TV since she was a little baby. How oh my god, she's I can't wait to see this. This is crazy. This girl is like really oh we'll watch her first one that she put up first. She's from LA. She's a really she's like an already famous person. I'm like, sweetheart, you need to talk to your your um agent because what are you doing at Mutiny Radio? Like, thank God you want her to apply. Christ. Like that's fun. She, hey, we're an alcohol-free space. We're allowed to have 16-year-olds. I mean... Oh, oh, that didn't work. I, I did the same one twice somehow. I, it's, this, this girl this is, is really... Uh, she'll be able to help me with technology. 
these kids, they're like, look at this, look at that. Okay, so I copy, and then I say copy, and I say copy, and then I go over here, and I put in paste. And I put in paste. Paste. Okay, here we go. Lifting the veil for you guys. LaRoya Sanford, stand-up comedy on ABC's The View. Oh, my God. Saw LaRoya Sanford on YouTube. I knew she was born to be in comedy, and she practically was born on stage as she did her first stand up routine at just four years old. Please welcome the now 10 year old, mature, old LaRoya Sanford. Welcome. <laughs> I'm LaRoya, and for all my white friends, that's Leroy with an A. <laughs> public service announcement to make. Ladies, when you're mad at your man, don't choose that time to brush your daughter's hair. <laughs> now you know why I'm wearing the hat. It's not to look cute. And ladies, can you explain this to me? Every morning I see my mother put on eyeshadow, eyeliner, and eyelashes. So I asked her, what are you doing to your eyes? She said, I'm making them look natural. <laughs> I love her. And mommy tried so hard to lose weight. Like last week, she bought another exercising video. And yesterday, as she was watching it, laying snuggly in bed. <laughs> Cheetos and her 64 ounce Diet Coke. <laughs> She's funny. I told her that if this video doesn't work, then you should get a refund. <laughs> I also have a tip for all the men watching. Guys, don't be cheap like my dad. Like the other day, he was buying some perfume for my mother. The sales lady said, this one is $99. He was like, that's too hard. Show me something cheaper. We have this one on sale for $49. That's still way too high for scented water. Show me the cheapest thing you have here. So the sales lady handed him a mirror. <laughs> Let's give it up to President Obama. Yeah. Obama, but let's keep it real. Michelle is the reason our brother got elected. <laughs> I heard Michelle quit her $300,000 a year job to support her man. Now that's some real love. How many of you ladies would have done that? <laughs> that's what I thought. Don't get me wrong, I don't blame you. If that was me, like just say, you'd have to wait a couple hundred more years for a black president. <laughs> And now my uncle is trying to teach me some black history, urban style. He said, Roya, if we have 43 white presidents and only one black president, is the glass half full or half empty? Well, it used to be half empty, but now it's half full? No, you don't get it. Do the math and give me the correct answer. I did it, and it didn't make sense until I put it in terms of money. I said, uncle, that's like you giving me $43, then 220-something years later, assuming we're still alive. I give you back a dollar and say, hey, we're even now. <laughs> Sometimes my jokes are like Osama Bin Laden. She's it great. takes a while to get them. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll remember every minute spinning. Oh, my God. She is amazing. I am 
honored. I am honored if she wants to be in the festival this year. Holy crap, you applied? How did you apply? You're so awesome. Oh my God. You're, she's great. She's memorized. She's got the right timing and she's the jokes are hilarious and if she's writing them herself like that was awesome i they do a little interview after and we should listen to that too hold on let me back this up i'm gonna back this shit up uh hey laroya you can swear on our i don't know you did all clean material that was insane i'm inspired because little rock arkansas would love you I'm going to read what you say at the end of every one of your acts. Remember, every minute spent angry is 60 seconds of happiness wasted. She's got a great message to deliver. At four years old, though, what was your, what was your routine like then? What was your stand-up act like? Well, the, it was amazing because the first joke I told was about my uh, about my coach because I did at a swim team awards banquet. And I was like, why did the coach bring a football to school? And I was like, because he wanted to pass. <laughs> <laughs> You are, first of all, how do you get into the comedy clubs? You're just 10? Well, you're right. It's kind of hard. I used to say I'm a overgrown Oompa Loompa. Yeah. But that doesn't work anymore. So yeah. now I just keep on going until the bouncer gets tired of seeing me. You and then they what? finally let me in. We are never going to be tired of seeing you. You're fantastic. Big thanks to the and she was on TV. How did she do that? That's incredible that she could like hold herself together to be like in front of all those people and doing jokes. I want to watch her other one just because that was so great. This is stand up at the Hollywood Improv. So unique. You're going to be so unique. She is utterly unique. You're going to fall in love with her immediately. Funny and smart, and she's nine years old. I think she just turned 10, actually. She's fantastic. Just a dizzy big hit. Shake it up. She's here for you to enjoy. A huge hand for the sensational Leroya Sanford. Leroya Sanford, right here. We'll see if she does the same material or if it's different material. Hi, my name is LaRoya, and for all my white friends, that's Leroy with an A. Same jokes, but better delivery on this one, honest. Cool started, and I love it, because it's the only place where you could be tardy, not late. <laughs> like, you can't say, my tardy uncle died last Tuesday. <laughs> and Did the worst part is doing the homework. Like, I asked my dad, can he do my homework? And he said it wouldn't be right. So I told him, at least you could try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand why he said that. Because every time I ask him for help with my homework, he looks just as confused as me. <laughs> uh, and uh, what is this, English or science? <laughs> no, it's algebra. <laughs> oh, Spanish. You know I don't know Spanish. <laughs> no, Dad, that's math. When did they start mixing numbers with the alphabet? This must be a typo. <laughs> Is your teacher's typewriter broken? <laughs> typewriter? What's that? <laughs> the Olympics are over, but did you guys get to watch it? exciting as some of the controversy. <laughs> like McDonald's, the most disgusting garbage an athlete can put in his body was one of the official sponsors of the Olympics. <laughs> That's like Budweiser being the official sponsor at my uncle's AA meeting. 
electronics, toys, cars? When I think about it, U.S. athletes wearing clothes made in China? I can't think of anything more American. <laughs> I didn't know there's so many different types of competitions. Like, did you know there's archery? Yeah, the bow and arrow. Isn't this a little bit outdated? When was the last time someone robbed a bank and held the teller up at arrow point? <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I knew the U.S. did not have a chance on winning in that event because on our entire archery team, I didn't see one Native American Indian. Okay, she's amazing. I don't want to burn all her jokes because I don't know what she's going to do at the festival. God, I hope she comes. Uh, I honestly like this. I think that her even thinking that this is a thing to do is just applying. Is like, holy crap, dude, that's badass. Move to yes. I mean, I hope that she. I mean, and that's the thing. So I can't feel too bad about the. I don't want to like say his name a bunch of times because I don't want to hurt his feelings, but he keeps showing up. I mean, I know he's trying, but LaRoya murdered it, and that Ben, that Ben Warren guy knocked it out of the park. And the first one we saw from Megan Gross, like, I laughed so hard. I, I really, and they're all, they're all different, which is making me happy. I have a lady over 50, a stay-at-home dad who looks like a bear, a bald bear, and um, a tiny African-American child. Interesting, interesting stuff. Like, I mean, I can market this, I think. I mean, how could you, how could we not mark? And it, and we come, yes, to our first Asian. Uh, this is my friend Chris Holstein. He's very funny. I enjoy him very much here in the city. He also is putting together, everyone's doing these crazy movies lately. They're like, we just did a documentary. Actually, the documentaries are coming out soon. Uh, one of them that I'm in, um, there's 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 a couple there's just a couple things coming out. It's funny because people have done stuff here and they they're like oh blah blah blah. Anyways, it, there's going to be some documentaries coming out and hopefully maybe they make it to Netflix. But it's just I mean it Mutiny Radio's in it, which is good, which wouldn't be bad. But uh, we'll see. But uh, the thing is, it's like well, I'm just surprised that people from other places. This is Chris Holstein at Cobb's. This is exciting. Uh, I guess they all did that. There did the There goes the neighborhood show, which I want to get on. Who do I talk to to get on that? Uh, here we go. We play. It's thinking. This is Chris Holstein at Cobb's Comedy Club, 9-16-18-2018. Oh, and here's Victor Pacheco. I work with him all the time. tell me all the time, I look a lot, people tell me all the time, I look a little bit like the kid from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah, that applause tells you everything. Two people are wrong. I look a lot like the kid from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And we have a lot more in common than that. 
One, we both grew up being called the kid from Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. I don't know whose childhood was harder based on that fact alone. Two, we both have adoptive fathers. His adoptive father was, uh, of course, Indiana Jones, you know, professor of archaeology. <laughs> My adoptive father spends his time walking around the park with a metal detector. So oh, it's close! Close! Third, the kid from Indiana Jones grew up to be a goonie. Hung out in the Pacific Northwest with a bunch of white kids. He was a little bit weird, but they never said one racist or derogatory comment towards him. I also grew up in the suburbs with a bunch of white kids. I was very weird, in case you haven't noticed. And they didn't have one racist or derogatory comment towards me. They had every racist or derogatory comment for me. If you can think it, they said it. This is back in the 80s. I was called a chink, a nip, a jap, a gook. I would go on with people getting really uncomfortable. And you know, only one of those is technically accurate. Would you like to take a guess as to which one? Good answer, thank you. He didn't say anything. He's one of the good ones. He was about to speak. <laughs> I am adopted. I, uh, I was adopted and raised by white people. Uh, I'm very whitewashed. Who applauds for that? <laughs> that was not a punchline. <laughs> because you're not me. I'm very whitewashed. I'm basically an honorary white person like Tiger Woods or Eminem. <laughs> I'm so white, I still don't 100% trust Japanese people. I'm so white, I think this Chinese food at Safeway is pretty good. We're gonna pivot away from that. I am a, I am a stay-at-home dad. Thank you, thank you. Whatever comment today, not taking a I try to be a good dad, I do, but uh, I'm also part of that generation I grew up without children, so uh, without parents, without dads. Fuck that up, this is a white fine. Um, so my other examples are comparing what the dads I'd see on my favorite TV shows growing up, you know. Homer Simpson. Walter White. I had a great dad from Game of Thrones. My kid is fucked. Uh, my wife and I have been married for over five years now. No, no, no. Don't applause, don't applause. <laughs> Not worth an applause, but we're the most boring couple in the world. Alright. We uh, <laughs> you got there's literally nothing going on. Now every once in a while, like maybe once or twice a year, we do have like a day of fantasy. You know, we like we like you know, we're into that. So you know, we'll make a day out of it. We'll do like 12 hours just straight fantasy. We watch the entire Lord of the Rings <laughs> trilogy. Is what I'm trying to say. Because that's how we roll. 17. <laughs> um, and I don't, you know, I think some people are probably looking at me and be like, how is he married? I ask myself that every morning. I, I don't know. Uh, when we got married, I was unemployed. I was. I had a less than thousand dollars to my name. I, I had this face. 
<laughs> Everybody always laughs at that. Uh, I'm in very poor health. I know I look young. I look. I have the good looks of like you know Ken Jeong or David Chang, but inside I'm. I, I ate the portrait of Dorian Gray. And uh, I, have, I have a bad back, I've got a bad knee. Last week I caught them huffing glue behind the house. So, I'm broke, I'm old, I'm ugly, I'm in poor health. Why did my wife marry me? I think she has a thing for the kids, me, Anna Jones. <laughs> Thank you for the love, cops. Have a good night. Thank you. Hey, great set, Chris. Great set. Good job. All right, moving on. Michaela Lassig, she is from Palo Alto. Michaela Lassig is first and foremost a human female. She has been doing comedy for the past three years and daylights as a marketer for, obviously, a Bay Area tech company. Michaela's style is observational with an emphasis on storytelling. She talks a lot about the plight of being female. She is Jewish. She put that in her bio because maybe it's an important identifier. (laughs) Special stuff about you. I accidentally dated a homeless guy, (laughs) wrote a blog about it that went viral, and that's how I got into comedy. I'm an amateur competitive eating champion, mostly pies, but sometimes cupcakes or hot dogs. Pro tip, don't trust anyone who challenges you to a pizza eating contest. I write raps in my spare time, heavily influenced by Little Dicky. My rap name is Big Vag. I know this girl. I only have this one that's a year old, but in that time range. Here's my most recent from July 30, or July. It's 30 minutes, so maybe click somewhere in it. Let's do that. Let's just click in the middle. 30 minutes. Go, You go, girl. I'm terrible, too. I, I, I'm not going to fault you for your... Let's watch the beginning and then the middle and end. Okay, we'll watch the beginning, some of the beginning, some of the middle, some of the end. But I don't fault you for having shitty videos. I'm terrible. I couldn't figure out a video that saved my life, and then I sent something, and it was subpar. Oh, it's comedy at the monkey house. I see it. So there's everyone's. We've done it there. La 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 la. Oh yeah. Woo boo. The extremely funny Miss <laughs> McKayla Lassie. I know her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's late, right? It's late. Uh, I'm gonna be up here. I'm really excited to be up here right now um, and have you guys there and you facing me because that's how audiences work. And also, like, I love the attention. So this is like a dream Sunday night for me. Um, but I'm really glad you guys are you guys are out here tonight because um, I know that you know there, there's a lot to. It's like it's a Sunday, okay? Uh, it's it's a late on a Sunday. You might be like anxious about the work you've got to do for the next week or, you know, like chores you didn't get done over the weekend or maybe you should be meal planning. (laughs) Why are you guys here? (laughs) You should go. (laughs) Like, seriously, I, but don't leave, please don't leave. (laughs) Oh God, please don't leave me. (laughs) But I, uh, no, I know there's like a lot to do. Sunday's a difficult night to go out on, I would say. Um, But I wouldn't say it's the hardest night of the week to go out on. Friday would be the hardest night of the week to go out for, for me at least because by the by the time it's Friday like I have zero tolerance for people's bullshit crowds my bra <laughs> uh, pants you know stuff like that so I'm really glad to see you guys all here like wearing clothing and <laughs> being present in the, the world I guess you know 
Um, but I don't know how you guys remember to be here, though. Like, I had to send myself a calendar in. Example, um, immaculate. Uh, that means very clean. Cool. Great. Uh, immaculate conception. Why does, does that mean God's really tidy at sex? <laughs> he, like, is very clinical about it. Wash on, wash off. What's going on there? But Judaism is interesting, too, because Judaism is a religion, sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's also an ethnicity with a with a culture, and it's one of the only cultures that it's really okay to appropriate uh, right now. And that's not fair. That's not fair because like all these people who are emulating Jews get to be like Jewish, but like without the facial hair that I have to remove every month, <laughs> every fucking month since I was 12. My bat mitzvah. It's the, you know what that celebrates? The first time you get a chin hair. <laughs> it's not fair. And then, yeah. But, um, so I'm Jewish, but that's because my mom is Jewish and it's, you know, handed down from the mothers. It's a matriarchal thing. Uh, my dad's not Jewish. In fact, he's German, like wrong side of the war, German. Put that back. Um, so, <laughs> yikes. This is not the right year to make that. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's caused, it's caused this uh, internal dilemma for me because part of me, like, really wants to find a nice Jewish boy, you know? And the other part of me wants to find Donald Trump and just fuck the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't want Putin's sloppy seconds. Oh. <laughs> yes. Thank you. It's too easy, but also, like, it needed to be done. <laughs> uh, but dating is hard, right? Like, I, I find that dating in the city is hard. I live in the city. Um, and um, it's too I am in the middle. Where, like, I'm jealous of uh, gorillas. So um, I'm jealous of them because I saw this article on Vice, so I know it's real, <laughs> uh, that said that uh, gorillas now have a dating app. Okay, whatever. Um, they have a dating app. It's called The League. Um, it's a real dating app. Um, and they all live in the marina, obviously. Every single one of those gorillas in captivity over there on that landfill. Hopefully they sink into the ground. No, I'm just kidding. That's weird. That's not a nice thing to say. Um, but yeah, so she's uh, a little off the rails. What I love about Berkeley, actually, what I love about Berkeley that is that like no one in Berkeley who lives in Berkeley as an adult, actually, let's make it a Venn diagram. Uh, if there's a Venn diagram of people who would live in Berkeley as an adult and people who would live in the marina as an adult, like it really isn't a Venn diagram because they're like not the same group of people at all, which is great, which is why I like Berkeley. Yeah. And also, like, Berkeley has a really high tolerance for weird. Like, really high. You're blind to it, right? I was at a cafe, like, on a patio, like, down the street a little while ago, um, a few hours, like, many hours ago at this point. It feels like yesterday. Uh, I've been here since yesterday waiting for you. <laughs> I was very excited to be here. But, um, no, so I was on that patio. I'm serious. I like her a lot better than that Ethan guy, that's for up. sure. Uh, but like a lot more painful, you know? It's a long um, set, yeah. Had, they had a really hard time getting mine in, uh, my gynecologist, because my cervix was squeezed shut. Like, it says, like, no, no. Mm -mm. It was like a prison shower butthole. Just don't touch me. 
<laughs> the gynecologist, uh, she was like, she, you know, doctors are not innately funny. They're really, really like rational and logical people. So she said, she meant this. She said, uh, okay, the last time she was gonna try and get it in, she was like, okay, I'm gonna take another stab at it. Oh. And I said, pun intended, and it worked. It <laughs> it's not the first time someone laughed with their hand inside me. But it was the worst time. It was the worst time. Okay, we'll skip to the, times. we'll skip to the end. Yeah, so this is, that was at 23 sure. minutes. We're going to 26 minutes. He, he is so cute. I have to learn how to do that. And um, already the husband is telling dad jokes and I wrote him the ultimate dad joke. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you don't? Okay. Close your ears, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know why I always start laughing when I tell it. Okay. Uh, I love telling dad jokes because he laughs at all of them. <laughs> it's my favorite. I love telling yeah. dad I'm going to be a great dad. I'm going to be a great dad. Actually, I'm, to be honest, I'm not really sure if I want to have kids uh, or have a baby. Fact, there are some babies born without fingerprints. Ooh. Another fact, those babies can really only conveniently use an iPhone X because of the facial recognition. <laughs> Can you imagine those babies? They don't have time to put their fingers on all, like manually enter their passwords. They don't have the energy for that. They need to figure out how to crawl and stuff. I manually enter all my passwords. Uh, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not doing any no piles yet, but I'm not putting her in the super yes pile, like with the, the super yes. Like we know which ones the super yes are. So, oh, okay, the next one, Tim Pizza. Uh, this is different, this is a, he is actually putting a film in, and that is exciting. So we're going to have a film component this year at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and Tim Pizza's film will be there, and also probably that other uh, documentary that I happen to be in. So, yay. Uh, we, it looks like we can watch one more. We have time. We have time to watch two more, probably. This is Ari Weinberg, identifies as unique. Bay Area resident from Milpitas. Lifelong dream of to direct feature films based on what I write. Have multiple businesses. Currently work in tech project manager. I perform stand-up, but not one-liners. I do characters within the context of stories. A comparative inspiration is flight for the Concords. Special stuff about you. Raised Jewish and Hindu with exposure to multiple religions, including Christianity, Satanism, Buddhism, and Unity churches. I'm straight, but also celibate. Although I've had several girlfriends, mostly Indian origin. I teach yoga and meditation techniques on the side since 2003. I currently teach in juvenile detention centers. Why are you laughing? You don't think he's a real guy? Previous businesses include insurance broker, mattress shop, e-cig, vapor pens. And this summer, I almost bought a comedy club, but the deal fell through. Hey, it's not that it doesn't sound real, it's just... What? Ari <laughs> Weinberg. Well, we're going to see him. We're going to see him right now. This is his... This is his... Tape. These are interesting tapes. I mean, I got to say. Yeah. 
they're they're a lot better than I thought they were going to be. And like some of them, I'm like, oh my god, you want to be in the festival? Christ, you're already famous. What do you want us for? Your next comedian, give it a big for Ari Weinberg. Weinberg. He's at Rooster Teeth. Bringing up the phone, putting it on the thing. There we go, up the mic, here we go. Here we go. So I have a, a friend, he's gay, and I asked him straight up one day, you know, when did you decide to talk in the accent that you choose to talk in every day? And he looked at me and he's like, Bish, please, I was born this way, I came out of the womb, all goo goo for Lady Gaga, what are you talking about? <laughs> And I'm like, you gotta be, uh, this gotta be an act. This can't be real because otherwise straight people all around the world would be talking in a similar accent. And he just looked at me again and he's like, you're just being prejudiced. You know, there's a lot of straight guys out there that talk in this type of accent. You're just not opening your eyes to see it. And I'm like, well, if that's true, then I'm truly sheltered because I haven't met any straight people that talk that way. And in that, of course, because of the stigma of that accent being associated with gay people, then there's a voice of straight people that's not being heard, their natural voice, and they have to overcome it with this type of accent instead of that hey type of accent. It's kind of a mixture of like a California Valley girl with like a crack dealer from The Wire. Um, and so I, I went, I decided to go on a social experiment to maybe like write a book about this bridge the divide in which um, you know, this might be a part of society that we have to, you know, bridge that life. So I went to a club and I started talking to girls with this accent, doing the same thing that I do with this accent, but only mimicking my gay friend. And so, if you will, this is kind of how one of those scenarios went down. I went to a club. I was like, oh damn, girl, my god, that blouse. That blouse is bringing out your eyes, your features. I'm like, oh, and Jesus, I didn't even notice your shoes. You are banging tonight. Can I buy you a drink? You are so fabulous, you deserve a drink. Ninety-nine out of the ten tries, this is just one example, nine out of the ten tries that I did this accent with worked. They consented to a drink. Five out of the ten tries when I talk like this actually result in a drink being consented to. So bringing the drink over, I wanted to add to the perpetual confusion of the, of this scenario because if, when I'm talking to someone, I want to make sure they're confused. Give them the leg up in the conversation. So I made sure it was my girl and the drink. Gave her one. I had the other, and I'm like, here's to us. Let's do a toast. Um, let's see here. How about this, let this be the first time tonight in which we make each other wet. And then, that's when she was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm being hit on by a gay And so, she went over to her other friends, she brought them over, and all of a sudden I had like five women, not just her friends, but like random people from the bar that wanted to experience the interview with this person that is hitting on a woman, but is not clearly gay, right? And so that uh, was my successful night. Uh, I also have this ex-girlfriend that knew I used to, uh, that I like to experiment with this accent every once in a while. So she asked me one time to talk dirty to her during sex using the accent. And I'm like, okay, who's your daddy? <laughs> So I'm like, okay, 
So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ram you so hard, crush that pussy, I'm gonna spray my chunk all over your chest, your face, your back. You're gonna have to wear a shower cap because I don't want a single drop going in my beautiful hair. probably would have played out a lot different. So it got me thinking, what would have happened if, like our fathers, assuming you had the parents that, you know, one was a man, one was a woman, they're straightened together, and the man talked in this type of accent growing up, it would change your whole outlook as an adult um, going into the world. And so I started thinking, like, all right, so my dad comes home drunk and, like, wanting to pick a fight with my mom. Classic, you know, argument scenario. Comes home and is like, bitch, I don't feel like doing the dishes after dinner tonight. I'm gonna be on the couch watching NFL, scratching my balls, okay? <laughs> to which she would have to respond with something like, Jimmy, you got F's again on your report card. Mm -mm -mm. You're not allowed to F up your life. I'm the only one that's allowed to F up anybody's life in this family, okay? You need to get straight A's to the label, go into your room, do not come out until I say so. If you come out without, without my permission, I'm gonna have to spank you. You know how much I enjoy that. So maybe in the middle of like a media excluded room, like the ovarian office, he's just like calling up his like, hey, Putin, how you doing? I'm sorry, blah, whatever. So let's go to over to North Korea and gangbang the shit out of little Kimmy, huh? So, like, 
Andrea Blast got it. <laughs> he was unusual. He was different. I like him. He's a storyteller and he does voices. Yeah, the voices are fun. I like the voices. Stories. That's good. Yeah, I like him too. Well, good stuff. Well, uh, we have time. Do we? What time? What time are we at? On that clock, because that's the real clock. One forty-four. I don't know. We don't. We don't have time to. We don't have time to watch more. Sadly, Uh, I want to move. I'm going to download one more and then. Oh yeah. We're just lifting the veil for everybody, uh, but that's okay. Why is that not moving? Okay, I'll deal with that later. Well, uh, that was funny. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Jonathan, for being here and getting that stuff done, too. Of course. While we listened to the first submissions for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Some really great submissions. I'm pretty stoked on them. Uh, we'll probably listen to them next week as well. I was going to listen to them on the second half of Song Call Me Tim, so we might get the opportunity to listen to some more, depending on what our guest is doing and if he wants to stick around and help me watch <laughs> videos. Uh, we have on the next show, we have the big Brit John Garside, comedian here. He's going to be doing a show, I believe, at Cobb's on December 2nd. And uh, he's in town, going to be on the next show, Some Call Me Tim, which is a show where we talk about whatever people believe in. Um, and we get philosophical, or uh, hopefully on this one we're just going to talk about the British Baking Show, because I love it! I love the great British Baking Show, Chelsea Buns. I've been, doing, I've been doing a lot of baking, so uh, that's been a lot of fun. It's it's good to your bread is amazing thank you I'm out of yeast I need more yeast that's all I'll try to I'll run my joke really quickly since we're since we have enough time to say about it it's um and it's hard I don't know if I want to be like conversational about it or if I just want to I I mean I think it has to be like a conversational story like yeah it is like I I, Fitbit I just wish that Fitbit would make something that would use my own body energy use my kinetic energy maybe it goes into the science fair joke I don't know, but I want to use my own kinetic energy for good. I mean, I'm walking everywhere, and I've been doing a lot of baking, so kneading that bread dough, it's very difficult. It's time-consuming. It, it takes a lot of work. But what if Fitbit could create, could use technology for good and make um, a tiny oven, like a like an easy box oven, like an easy bake oven from my childhood, but it fits neatly in inside my body. And when I walk, you know, I can knead, knead the dough, and it's like the warmth of me on my own proving. Well, you have to put it in the proving drawer. You put it in the proving drawer, and you have to make sure that the yeast is approved. Don't want to overproof. Don't want to underproof. But the the Fitbit Easy Box Oven. The what? What's another good name for it? It'd be like popping fresh dough or bun in the oven. I got a bun in the oven. See, there's but, all of but this. But you have to make a distinction between the proving drawer and the oven. No, it's all in one. That's the beauty of the. It's just like it's just like one of those bread bakers you could have at home it's just it's a tiny version so you just pop out like one roll at a time need just warm, bing. it's just you, one then you, bake, then you pop out then you pop out a, a little it's like a tiny little the roll chelsea on the bun. bus Boop. but chelsea buns are eight of them they have to be connected yeah it could be like a hot cross bun you could add different flavors like depending if i drank more beer on one day or if maybe i ate too many onions it could be a flavored roll almost like a bagel See, the problem is it's a funny concept, but it still doesn't have, like, it has punchlines, but I just haven't timed it out yet, right? Uh, yeah, and you need it's to rough. 
You need to kind of work some of the. It needs to be an act. It's not an actual. It's a concept. It's not an actual joke yet. Yeah. But it's the same thing with TH Cheese. Chisel it up. But TH Cheese is another funny. It's more of a concept joke story thing. It's like, it doesn't really have like punchlines. Anyways. Uh, Hey, thanks for listening to the AltaCast today. And it was really nice to have the listening audience listen to our uh, the the things the. Mutiny Radio Comedy oh. Festival 20... You can still apply, by the way, until uh, next week. The, th- the 30th is my cutoff date for applications. And so, hey. I know the veil's up and while we're still there. Um, this little thing makes it shuffle. What little thing? This right here has to be... Uh, oh, it's not the thing on the side. Back. I see. No, I know what you're talking about. I, I got you. The side will shuffle it. Yeah. But it won't, um, it doesn't make it shuffle. And I keep noticing that people are clicking on that. Right. Not that's make it shuffle. And you want it to just always be like this. Gotcha. I, I understand now. We just It's just about trying to communicate with the rest of the people. Well, thanks for listening to the AlterCast. Hey, we miss you, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. And we'll, you know, next week we'll see how... I, I mean, after watching these videos, I'm like so I'm so nervous because I know how my work has been going and what I've been doing on stage, and I'm, this stuff is polished, and I feel like they're gonna want polished, in, in. Uh, so I'm gonna have to figure out like what jokes I'm doing in what order. I can't just do my regular Pam thing of like getting up and being like, I'll figure this out. But I thought with hosting it would be better but to be more like, think, hey, how are you guys doing? Think about it a lot on the plane and everything like that. But then talk to Steve Poggi. He'll give you a yeah. We have different stuff. Yeah, it's just it's uh, the thing is if I if I I just need to figure out which I gotta plan my jokes. I can't do it the way I was thinking about it, which was not planning them. Um, it's time. Just three and four, and then press the button. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. 
The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics got to hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off, for <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laugh 